I felt great. I just taught an amazing lesson on analyzing poetry. You could, uh, you know, if you go back to April 1st podcast episode, I talk about it in that. Finally, my students could write intelligent analysis in their poetry essays. But my joy, once again, turned to horror because all I could see was, this poem is cool. This poem is rad. This poem sucks. I sniffled as students laughed at my grief. Seconds before peppering the class with spiral notebooks, I had an idea. Maybe I should teach poems by Carl Sandburg. I mean, I was desperate. What else am I going to do? I put the notebooks away, called my bookie, and placed a bet on Chicago. I had work to do. I had to create a list of Carl Sandburg poems with teaching ideas. Here's what I came up with. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. Perhaps you're listening to this podcast uh, on a run, maybe in the car, maybe to get some sleep at night, I don't know, but you might not have access to a pen or a pencil, or maybe it wouldn't be safe. And you're wondering, where can I find all these lesson plans, these great lesson plans that uh, Uncle Trenty here talks about? And just go on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, or you could just go in the show notes. That'd be pretty easy, too. ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, great poetry lesson plans, great short story lesson plans, great novel lesson plans, great writing lesson plans, and one heck of a good-looking website creator. Now, today's National Poem of the Day, like... Anyone could do one poem of the day, but it takes a real professional podcaster to do two poems of the day, and that's what we have today, two poems by Carl Sandburg. The first one is Fog. The fog comes in on little cat feet. It sits looking over harbor and city on silent haunches and then moves on. With fog, you could teach personification, but it's actually more like felinification because it's comparing fogs to a cat. I mean, fogs don't have haunches. Cats do. So do people. So I'm going to count this personification. Visual learners will find this poem as appealing as catnip to a cat. Staying with the cat theme here. Have a little fun with a fog cat art contest. You can use whiteboards or slices of individual slices of paper. You can award prizes, do cartwheels, bring in a fog machine, show the 1986 playoff game between Philadelphia and Chicago. And speaking of Chicago, let's take a look at that. Hog butcher for the world. Toolmaker, stacker of wheat, player with railroads and the nation's freight handler, stormy, husky, brawling, city of the big shoulders. They tell me you are wicked, and I believe them, for I have seen your painted women under the gas lamps luring the farm boys. And they tell me you are crooked, and I answer, yes, it is true, I have seen the gunmen kill and go free to kill again. And they tell me you are brutal, and my reply is, on the faces of women and children I have seen the marks of wanton hunger. And having answered so, I turn once more to those who sneer at this my city, and I give them back the sneer and say to them, Come and show me another city with lifted heads singing so proud to be alive and coarse and strong and cunning, flinging magnetic curses amid the toil of piling job on job. Here is a tall, bold slugger set vivid against the little soft cities, fierce as a dog with tongue lapping for action, cunning as a savage pitted against the wilderness, bareheaded, shoveling, wrecking, planning, building, breaking, rebuilding. Under the smoke, dust all over his mouth, laughing with white teeth, under the terrible burden of destiny, laughing as a young man laughs, laughing even as an ignorant fighter laughs who has never lost a battle, bragging and laughing that under his wrist is the pulse, 
and under his ribs the heart of the people, laughing, laughing the stormy, husky, brawling laughter of youth, half-naked, sweating, proud to be hog, but your tool-maker, stacker of wheat, player with railroads, and freight, freight handler to the nation. Woo! That's a good one. I don't even like Chicago, the city. Actually, I've never been there. I can't say I didn't, don't like it. Doesn't seem like a place I'd ever want to go to, but that poem is... Woo, woo, woo. Let's talk about the two-minute lesson plan. All right, today's two-minute lesson plan, figurative language and poetry. There's plenty of figurative language in either of these poems, if you choose to do Fog or Chicago. And there's some other Carl Sandburg poems you can find on the miracle magic known as the Internet. Class is about to start, and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now so when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. Figure language, language and poetry, you know the drill. Write down some exam, write down the, some terms in the left column, metaphor, simile, personification. In the center column, identif- uh, find specific examples in the poem. Right column, because again, we want critical thinking, explain the purpose of the figurative language. So basically, uh, for the lesson plan, read a poem with figurative language. Make a chart like I just described. The chart should contain probably three columns. Now, once the once you have the chart done, you could have students again. You know, you know your you know your class. They could write a paragraph explaining the effect of figurative language on the poem as a whole. Uh, they could do a RACE statement, or what you could do for the creative types: have them write a poem with at least five examples of figurative language. Give them a choice, maybe. It's your class. You know what to do. All right, back to Chicago. Sandberg loves personification. He also loves Chicago. Instruct students to imitate the first five lines of this poem to describe their own city or school. And again, go back to the identifying figurative language and poetry lesson plan that I talked about. That wasn't that long ago. It was like 30 seconds. They'll notice how hard it is. Kind of broke up. But you, know, you know what the problem is? I'm a little unfocused. Going to be watching Survivor soon. It's my favorite TV show. Got to get my act together. Thanks for listening, though. I'll do better tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 